Amen. Uh, we're in a series of messages called Head Games. And building out of this passage that uh, I've been putting before us every week now for the past few weeks, if you were not here last week, I really would encourage you. We just had, you know, a couple hundred, 300 people here last week because of the snow day. But the message from last week is definitely worth a listen. And uh, I believe today's will be as well. But 2 Corinthians chapter 10, starting in verse 3, says this. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of strongholds. We are destroying speculations, or the word could be translated reasonings, and every lofty thing that's raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So the Bible says that all of us are in a war, and I think sometimes you know that. You're in a war trying to make your marriage work, make, make family work, uh, move forward in your career, move forward in your walk with God, and, and many times you feel like you are at war. That war is not a natural war. That is a spiritual war. And the forces that are holding us back often are not so much outside of us, but this passage is telling us that it's very very much in our head. That's where the spiritual warfare is taking place. And what has happened for every one of us is that we have thoughts, this passage tells us, those thoughts turn into reasonings, our reasonings, which eventually become our strongholds. So we have these, there are these lofty things that are raised up against the knowledge of God, don't include God at all, and we're told to take every thought captive because eventually that thought, if not taken captive, will become our reasoning, and our reasoning will eventually become our stronghold. So you and I have, we have thoughts we've learned, uh, you know, through the years. We have thoughts we've made up. I mean, you know, some people have more made up thoughts than other people. We have thoughts that we just kind of come up with on our own uh, about how life works or how people are or what church is about or, uh, or what authority is about. We have family thoughts, the, the family we were raised in. We have cultural thoughts, where we were raised and, uh, and what the culture has taught us. We have worldly thoughts. We have coping with life thoughts. And the collection of all of those thoughts start to come together and create reasonings within us, and those reasonings end up becoming our strongholds. So everybody in this room has, we have, has a way of thinking, a way of seeing things, a, a way of uh, acting, uh, responding, <laughs> to reacting, uh, behaving. And I hope we all would uh, recognize that some of those thoughts, some of those reasonings, some of those reactions, some of those behaviors may or may not be leading us into God's best for our life. And the passage that I want to, to center it down on today is Romans chapter 12, because the Bible talks a lot about what's going on in your mind and the way that you think. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. I mean, you know, there's a lot of pressure 
to conform. Not just for a middle schooler or a high schooler, but everyone has pressure from this world to conform. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your life, my life, can transform by renewing our mind so that you could prove what the will of God is, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. I've been captured by this idea for a number of years now. You can be, I can be transformed by renewing my mind. Thank you for that. Amen. <laughs> you're, you're never going to be able to walk in the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. In other words, you're never going to be able to walk in God's best for you until your mind is aligned with his mind. Until, until we have traded our old thoughts for his new thoughts. We have traded our thinking for his thinking. That we are aligning ourselves with the way God wants us to live and the way he wants us to think. And I love this word transform because the Greek word you would see could be translated or, or spelled out as metamorphosis. So a metamorphosis is when the tadpole becomes a frog, a totally different thing. Uh, a metamorphosis is when a caterpillar becomes a, a butterfly. So just the thought that you could become a beautiful butterfly, or not. <laughs> but it's a transformation, a metamorphosis, that something that looks one way could become something entirely different. And I'm going to suggest to you that you buy this idea that if you could change your mind, you would literally change your life. And I'm also going to ask you to start thinking about what you're actually thinking about. That you are able to step outside of yourself, and that's what beautiful thing that you and I have as human beings, and we have the ability to step outside of ourselves and think about the thoughts we're thinking. A lot of times we're thinking thoughts that we're not even evaluating. And it says that we could be renewed. The, the, the idea in the original language is be made fresh or clean. It's a compound word that, that would give us the idea of upgrade. Another way it could be translated would be renovate. You could renovate your life by renewing your mind. You could rewire, and that's, what it, that's the title of my message today is rewired. You could get a renovation job in your life. You could renovate, rewire, upgrade, make fresh, make clean, make new, any arena of your life if you'd be willing to change your mind about it. So you could upgrade your relationship status if you could change your mind about it. 
You have the relationships you have because of the way you think about relationships. You have the finances you have or don't have because of the way you think about it. Because if somebody else could have finances in this economy, so could you. Can anybody hear what I'm saying? Your, your walk with God could be close, intimate, fulfilling, wonderful, joyful, if you could change the way you think about it. You could get an upgrade. You could rewire yourself. And there's a, there's a, there are new studies in how the brain works, and it's called neurology. That's the study of the brain. And they've come up with this concept called neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is this idea. When you change your thinking, you literally change the physiology of your brain. You, you change the gray matter of your brain. And, and I want to read a, a little uh, excerpt from an article that uh, a guy named John Arden wrote. And he says this, one of the laws discovered by recent findings is the, the ability of the brain to restructure and heal itself throughout life. This discovery alone has tossed out years of scientific creed, which can I just pause here and say, I know sometimes people think science and spirituality or Christianity don't go together, but in fact, they go together quite well. And maybe you could find that where science doesn't line up with the word of God, maybe science has some catch up to do. So they've actually changed the way they think about how the brain works. Previously held was this idea that damage caused to our brains by trauma or certain set patterns that were coming to people's lives that could be labeled mental or behavioral disorders. Now, you probably don't have any mental disorders or behavioral disorders, or maybe you have a few. Known as neuroplasticity, findings show that you have an innate ability to literally restructure the gray matter of your brain. Literally speaking, <laughs> you, with your mind and your conscious action, you can restructure the gray matter of your brain. When you change what you think, when you change what you say, when you, when you change how you respond to certain events or situations, you literally change inner emotional states, which are the firing wires. So in other words, I think we all know this, a lot of times we think we're being run by our brain, but we're often being run by our emotions. Once our emotions feel some way, then we build a rationale to fit what our emotions have decided we ought to do or not do. We make a lot of emotional decisions. And it says, so this new study of neuroplasticity, which John Arden has written a book on, Dr. John Arden, Dr. Caroline Leaf has written a lot on this. She comes from a Christian perspective. The idea is this, you can literally 
change your mind, your thinking, which then changes your brain, the physical gray matter that's in your skull. You can change. So there might have been patterns where you reacted with anxiety, or there might have been patterns where you reacted with depression. Or maybe there are patterns that cause a person to get into some kind of addictive habit. Or there are patterns that have, that literally by changing your thinking, in other words, you can be transformed by renewing your mind. And I want us to, to get a hold of this idea. When, you, when a person opens up their heart and says, I accept Jesus Christ as my Lord. I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. I invite him into my world. At that moment, you are made right with God. It's a gift that's given to you by the grace of God. You are given a position of righteousness. You are given all the blessing that God intends for your life is given to you in that moment. All the goodness that God wants for your life is given to you. But the whole journey of life is literally spending our life now adjusting our thinking, our paradigm, our outlook, our behavior, our approach, our style, our mindset to fit what we've already become, what we've already been given. And to adjust to that, I'm, I'm convinced that God has provided for everything that you need in life and any area of your life where you find yourself falling short. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So there are some areas where you are doing great, but there are other areas where you have falling shorts. Come on. Who, who's got some falling shorts? <laughs> and I'm convinced that when we become aware of what we have and who we are in Christ, God has provided everything. Here's the way the Bible says it. 2 Peter 1.3. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises. So the truth is God has provided everything you need. When you come to Christ, he puts on you what he has for you. So you come to Christ and you give your life to him and God covers you with righteousness. He covers you with blessing. He covers you with favor. He covers you with peace. He covers you with love. Anybody glad about that? Come on. He covers you. But don't you know that there's stuff that comes to pull it away? Stuff comes to pull the peace away. Stuff comes to pull the, the righteousness away. Stuff comes to pull the blessing of God away from your life. And the whole point of us not just going to heaven the minute we accept Christ is that God wants to transform us by renewing our mind. He wants to take what he's put on us and put it in us. 
Not just righteousness on us, but righteousness in us. Not just peace on us, but peace in us. Not just prosperity on us, but prosperity in us. So literally, it's an amazing concept. You can transform, renew, upgrade any arena of your life if you'd be willing to change your mind. You could improve relationships. You could have a fun and loving family. You could succeed at work. You could increase your resources. You could get better and better at your ministry. You could upgrade your walk with God. All of these things can be yours because the promise of God has provided for those things. Amazing! The beauty of being a human being is that you can change. You don't have, you're not a tree. You can change. You're not a dog. Dogs don't get outside of themselves and thinking, I'm a dog. Why did I go out in the yard and eat that crap? <laughs> Cats don't get outside of themselves and go, why am I a cat? This is horrible. Being a cat. Ooh. Can I get a do-over? You're not a tree. You're not a dog. You're not a cat. You're a human being created in the image of God. And you can literally transform. I'm not saying it's easy. Because... Those little reasonings that have become strongholds are literally physical. They're ruts. You might say, I'm stuck in a rut. You're right. And changing those things is not so easy, but it can be done. So I wanted to give us a couple of different angles to look at this whole idea of being in the rewired zone. Number one, you could reconsider you could reconsider. I remember when we first started our church over 27 years ago, there were things that I thought were absolutely vital and important that now I look at and go, what I thought was so important maybe isn't, and what I didn't think was important, I actually have had to consider is very important. When we first started our church, we, our meetings would be well over two hours long. We'd spend 45 minutes standing there worshiping God, trying to weave a glory cloud, trying to dig for oil, hoping, the, the, you know, something would happen. And, and the truth is, it, I do believe in worship and I do believe in prayer, but I realized that there's some ways that we were doing things that weren't helping us, and I was so convinced they were right. Are there some things that you are convinced are absolutely right that it might be a good idea to take a step back and reconsider what's going on in your life? When you start to know better, you can do better. And what I want to say to you is don't keep holding yourself captive to a perspective that served you well 20 years ago, but it doesn't fit who you are now. 
I think sometimes people out of utmost sincerity think, oh, if I stopped and reconsidered, that would be kind of like a, a compromise. It's not compromise to adjust to the season you're in today. It might be good to reconsider. Or you could reframe. Framing is the way you view a situation. Framing is you look at the glass. Is it half full or half empty? Framing is the two shoe salesmen that went to the deep jungles of Africa, and they got there, and one of them sends a, 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 a message back to the shoe company. He says, oh, get me out of here. Nobody wears shoes in Africa. And then they get a second message 15 minutes later from the other salesman says, send all the shoes you got. Nobody has shoes here. What if you reframed from thinking life is full of scarcity to life is full of abundance? What if you reframed from thinking life is a pie, and if I give a piece of my pie away, then I'm going to be one less piece, and my life is going to diminish. What if you reframe from pie to river? That it's not just giving away, it's actually releasing, so whatever I can let get through me, more can get to me. What if you reframe to think that way? What if you reframed from what you're looking at right now and going, oh, that's a problem that's in my way, to reframe and say, that's an opportunity for God to show himself strong in my life. Amen. What if you reframed from always finding a critical way to go against the flow and actually learn to go with the flow? What if you reframed from always having to be right to actually placing more value on your relationships that you're not insistent on always being the one who's right? Everybody just stare straight ahead. <laughs> you could reevaluate. Evaluation is simply deciding what's worthwhile, what, what, is, what, what holds value, re-evaluate. And I think occasionally we all have to stop and go, I've got to re-evaluate. Where am I spending my time? Where am I giving my energy? You know, where, what does my schedule look like? I've got to reevaluate how am I spending my resources? I've got to reevaluate my priorities. It's sometimes good just to stop and reevaluate. That doesn't fit anymore. You could reset. We're in the worst part of the, uh, the cycle of daylight savings time. Can you agree with me? It's like... I hate this getting dark at 3.30 in the afternoon thing. It just feels like, I just got up. You could go, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this daylight saving time back and forth. I think that's just a stupid idea. You know what? Then you'd be an hour off. You'd either, you'd be an hour late. You'd be an hour early, God forbid. But if you didn't reset your clock to the clock that the rest of the world is operating on, 
What if, you, what if you're an hour off in your understanding of finances? What if you're an hour off in your understanding of God and how to have a relationship with God and how to enjoy that relationship? Just what if, what if you're still set on an old time? What if, what, if you, what if you're just set on an old time of this is what family is like? We, we holler. We yell. We argue. What if you reset and thought differently about work? You could be an hour off and be missing it constantly. You could restart. Uh, you know, I, for years when our church first started, uh, we would, Suzette and I led worship, and I was involved in it, and I'm not nearly as talented musically as the teams that we have now, and, uh, and I love worship, and I think I have a touch on me for worship, but I don't have the musical talent, and occasionally I would start the song in the wrong key. And I just want to tell you right now, this is my experience, living it in front of hundreds of people. When you start in the wrong key, you just got to stop and restart. There's there's no saving it. You you are not going to get it back. And, you know, I'm always sharing this concept of when you you start buttoning your shirt, you got to start on the right button or the end result is not going to be good. Maybe it'd be a good idea. Maybe your marriage is in a place where it'd be good to go back and say, "Hun, you know what? Let's, let's wipe the slate clean. Let's restart. Come on, let's make this fun. Let's make this loving. Let's make this supportive. Let's make this the thing God wants it to be. Come on. You can reboot. Reboot. The, the technical term for turn your computer off, turn it back on is power cycle. In case you needed to know that. You're in your computer, it's all messed up. You're on your phone, it's clogging up. One of the best things you can do is just power cycle, reboot, start up all over again. I do it all the time. You're, you're playing a video game. I'm not a video game guy, but, but, but you could be playing a video game and it's not going the direction you want to go. Reboot. You loaded the new software onto your, your computer. Every time, every time my computer upgrades and a, a rate puts new software on, it says we're going to have to reboot. So maybe there are people who are just actually taking new software and putting it on old operating system and wondering why it doesn't work. Maybe it's just time to stop, reboot, power cycle. Turn it off, turn it on, let's go for a fresh start. How about review? You could, you could review, re, literally review. Look it over again. You might have missed something. I, whenever, when I'm prepping for a message, I usually start on Wednesday thinking about what I want to say for Sunday, and I start throwing ideas down on a, uh, in my iPad or on my um, Laptop, and, and I'm, just, I'm just, all the ideas that are in my head, I'm just sort of throwing them down, thinking through, and then I start piecing it together, and I look at it, and then I review, and I kind of fix it and move it around, and then I re 
view and that'll make an idea come to my head, or I'll, I'll all of a sudden I'll notice an article because my reticular activating system has kicked in, and now I'm thinking about this. And all of a sudden, what started on Wednesday and the way it ends up on Saturday night when I send my notes in to the team, it's, it's changed quite a bit because I've reviewed. I've looked at it, started, moved it around, got it all fit together. That's what, that's what ends us up with this today is, and, and I just say there might be some things that would be worthwhile for you to stop, look it over again. You may be a different order of things could change everything. How about remix? I like remixes, you know. Remix is when you take an old song and you redo it with a new sound. And I'm going to suggest for some of us, it might be worthwhile to Get a new soundtrack. Because the soundtrack that you have right now might be you singing somebody done me wrong song. And maybe if you just remixed and how about God makes everything work out for me song, that might be a better soundtrack for your life. Get a new sound going on in your life. How about reimagine? Image is everything. And I don't mean the image you portray on your social media site, your highlight reel, right? I'm talking about the actual image you have within you. Because when God was speaking vision to Abraham, he said, Abraham, here's the image I want you to carry. I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky. I'm going to make your descendants as numerous as the sand on the seashore. He spoke to, to, uh, to Jacob and, and Jacob's ladder going up into heaven, angels ascending and descending. In other words, God put images in people. And there's something about the power of the image that you hold of God, of you, of family, of your life, of work, of your whole world, that maybe it's just time to reimagine, get some new pictures going inside of you. Maybe it'd be a good idea to rethink, right? Just change. Here's what's hard. Admitting you're wrong. You could be beating your head against a wall, and it hurts like crazy, and there's blood everywhere, and somebody goes, hey, why don't you stop beating your head against that wall? I always beat my head against the wall. My daddy beat his head against the wall, and my granddaddy beat his head against the wall. Who you think you are, tell me. Hello? You are held in the grace of God and do not need to prove that you're right. Turn and look at your neighbors. I think he's talking about you now. Or just stare straight ahead, whatever. 
you want to do. Jesus said, if we would confess our sins, in other words, admit we're wrong, he'd be faithful and just to forgive us and give us a fresh start. Anybody need a fresh start? Come on, anybody need a fresh start? And the last idea I just want to throw out is you could refine. In other words, refining is you make adjustments along the way. You, you know, you, you can't just get in your car, point it west, and say, I'm going to California. Uh, you know, along the way, you're going to have to make a turn. You're going to have to go left. You're going to have to go right. You're going to have to slow down. You're going to have to speed up. You're going to have to change lanes. You know, and what I discovered is that what I knew when I started here, I kind of know a little bit more and see a little different now that I'm a mile or two down the road. And I get to refine so that I'm not just holding on to what was there at the beginning, but I'm refining where I am today. I just believe that God has great things in store for your life. And you literally, though not easy, could transform your world by rewiring, renewing your mind to think like God thinks. I want you to bow your heads for a moment. I want to pray with you today. Let's close our eyes. Father, I'm thanking you for every person that is here today by divine appointment, Lord, to be presented an opportunity from your word that would literally cause our lives to change and upgrade in so many incredible ways. You are for us. And I'm praying that that awakening happens in the soul of every person in this room. While your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I just want to give you this opportunity Maybe you've never really just submitted your life to the Lordship of Jesus. I would love to pray with you. And let's take that step together. Maybe you are here today and you used to be close to the Lord, but you know you're not where you used to be, where you know you ought to be, where you know you should be. And today would be a day to return to your Father who loves you so much. Or maybe you just feel unsure about where you stand. Nobody's looking around, but I just want, I want to give you an opportunity to make a move, to maybe rewire, to rethink, to readjust, to reconsider where you're at in your relationship with God. If you say, Pastor, would you pray with me? I want to give my life to Christ. I want to come back to him. I want to be sure I'm right with him. Any one of those, would you just lift your hand right now and say, that's me. Would you pray for me all over this room? God bless you, God bless you, God bless you. Come on, everywhere, just lift your hand real high. Just be bold for just a moment. Lift your hand up. God bless you right here. God bless you. Come on, hands all over the room. Thank you. There's no shame in this. There's no shame at all. You're here for a reason. God is calling you back to himself. He's calling you to himself. Would you open your heart? This is not about getting your act together. It's about opening your heart. I want to pray this prayer. This is for everybody that lifted their hand, but I would like for all of us just to pray it together. Let's all say this. Say, Lord Jesus, 
I open my life to your love, to your lordship. I need you. I want you in my world as my Lord. I know I've sinned, and I come to the cross where you paid the price for my forgiveness. Today is a fresh start, a new beginning. As I give my life to you, help me become the person you created me to be. Amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord together. Amen.